Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Nebraska Public Media Sports brings you live coverage of the girls and boys NSAA High School Soccer Championships from Morrison Stadium at Creighton University. Tuesday, May 14th, see Class B boys at 5.30 p.m. Central and Class A boys at 8 p.m. Central on Nebraska Public Media. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Hurt at Sports Radio. Hand off Richardson, bolts up the middle for the end zone. This could be a touchdown. Put it on the board for Bama. Everybody knows what a big game it is, and uh, it's going to be an emotional game, and there's going to be a lot of people talking about it. Ingram battles second effort. Touchdown. The Bear would be proud. The one thing the game always does is shows you very clearly where you are, who you are, what you need to work on, uh, what you can improve on, what you did well. Angabaloa trying to make up for it. Fires to the end zone. Touchdown! Alabama wins! I think you have to have culture in your organization, which probably comes from the mindset of, you know, the people in your organization to have goals and aspirations for what they want to accomplish and what they want to do. And I'm talking about players as well here. The Crimson Tide will not be denied. I guess if you're in this long enough, sometimes it goes against you in the last play of the game, and sometimes you're fortunate, and it goes for you. Good morning. Welcome into Hurt Out Sports Radio here on AM 590 ESPN Omaha, ESPN Tri-Cities. We're live from the Hurt Out Sports Bar and Grill, and of course you can join us on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube for the video stream. I'm Ravi Lula, Andrew Rogers, Shane Schillerberg producing Andrew, uh, it's been a bit of a busy last 24 hours. What just happened, Robbie? <laughs> what just happened? We are we had everything <laughs> planned out. We were like, man, I, there's this one Husker topic that I really want to get to with our with our audience, we're but we're putting it not. on hold again <laughs> because of everything that broke yesterday yeah. and some of the biggest news across both leagues of football in the last. Should we call it 12, 13 hours? I believe the Saban stuff came down about 18 hours ago, maybe a little bit. Okay, so, so we'll just say we'll say the last day. Last day. I mean, last day. In the last day, you've literally had the greatest college coach of all time and the greatest NFL coach of all time be done at their jobs. Now, for very different reasons, right? I'm happy you called them both the greatest coaches. They are. I mean, listen. Because I agree with that, but I only agree with that 
really because I saw them in action. Absolutely. And I didn't see Bear Bryant coach football. I mean, listen. Uh, I didn't see some of the old heads in the 70s and 80s coach, and I'm not taking away from, from their success. But in the new age of college football, yes. winning today versus winning then is a lot different. I actually think it's harder than it's ever been to win at ba- at all sports, basically, not just football, because of the emphasis that we now put on sports. Like, I use <laughs> – John Wooden's a really good example of this because – Who's John Wooden? Uh, he was a basketball Tennis coach guy? Out on the West Coast for a little bit. Could have um, sworn he did racquetball. Turned down the Purdue job at one point. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but back then – the competition for the best players in the country and and the uh, the national championships and all of that was dramatically less because there was so much less money involved. There's so much at stake now. I mean, these are multi-hundred million dollar organizations. Oh, I'm talking about college football, multi-hundred million dollar organizations. You go to the NFL, you've got billion, uh, multi-billion dollar organizations. It's so much more competitive now because there is so much money on the line. It went from being this nice little, oh, entertainment, sports, whatever, to big business. And things get way more competitive when people put their chips down on the table. And it hasn't been the case like that until probably, I think it really started to pick up in the 80s and and then early 90s. And all of a sudden, you know, it kind of coincided with cable. They had to fill programming hours so they started paying to put stuff on tv you put it on tv people care about it more and it's kind of this never-ending cycle that we've seen where there's so much money involved in sports now so i don't think there's and there's so much care yeah and because of the money there's so much more investment and because you can watch your favorite team if you live in nebraska and your favorite team is in la or in st louis or in boston or wherever you can watch the ones on the far coast you can't watch the ones in the blackout area right yeah as long as you're not (laughs) in the blackout area but so I, I don't even think it's a question that these two, that Bill Belichick is the best NFL coach of all time and that Nick Saban is the best college coach of all time. Mm-hmm. I don't even think that's a question. And I know some people just don't like those guys, and that's fine. But, like, take, but why don't you like them? Take out, Yeah, because they won too much. Because they won way too much, and they you're like, your, I want to see more variety. Because they beat your team too because much. Because growing up, that's why I didn't like those guys. Oh, I, I, wanted, I wanted to see multiple teams get to the Super Bowl. I wanted to see my team get there. I was sick and tired of seeing Belichick. <laughs> Same thing in college football. I didn't have a team, but every year I was sick and tired of seeing Bama there. Oh, listen, I, I actively root against Alabama because of Nick Saban. Like, doesn't mean you don't respect them. Oh, I, I actually really like Nick Saban, the coach, and I think the person. Like, from what I've known about him, and he hasn't been super outgoing a ton, but I, seem, I feel like he has been more in the last few years where you kind of get a picture of him a little bit. But I really enjoy Nick Saban, the person. I, will, I always rooted against Alabama, the football program. Yes, you should. You know, As it's you the should. same thing with Georgia now. Mm-hmm. I, I think Kirby Smart's probably a really good football coach. Not probably. He is a really good football coach. He, I haven't heard anything that makes me think he's a bad dude. Although, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll always leave that judgment open. But I root against Georgia actively now because I don't want the big dog, no pun intended there with the Bulldogs there, to continue to sit on top of the mountain, right? Mm-hmm. I, that's how you know someone is great is when some rando in the middle of the country is like, man, I really – like I was actively rooting – for Michigan over Alabama, because I was like, nope, not again, Michigan, not again, Alabama. We're not I was doing it today. for Michigan because of another reason. But well, you maybe uh, well, again, <laughs> we we talked about put the money down. You start yeah. to care a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. I was going to ask you this though, uh, because you brought up Georgia. Where does where does Georgia go now that Saban's out? 
Like, because before, like, Kirby Smart and Georgia were, like, they were becoming the guy. Yeah, they were but becoming But Bama, Bama was still there in conversation. Georgia was just – they may have been two stairs ahead, like, two, two steps ahead of them. Well, they were playing the Clemson role, right? So, a few years ago, Clemson was in the same situation that Georgia is where right. it seemed like maybe they were passing Alabama, and then but then they faded back. I we're, don't know if Kirby Smart and this Georgia team are going to fall off. I don't either, but we didn't think that about – Clemson at the time either so that's that's honestly that's a good way to look at it so without Saban now well you see Georgia going they might have to hire a new head coach that's the question here you're thinking Kirby smart listen I mean that's the million dollar why move to Bama if you're doing the exact same thing at Georgia that you would do at Bama what did we just talk about I'm just asking you a question. I'm just saying, what, what did we just talk about? <laughs> you though? don't turn my question on your if, question. If Bama can offer whatever whatever number they want to whoever they want, right? I assume Georgia can match. Do they? I mean, the number that we're going to see for whoever Bama hires is going to be astonishingly high. Mm-hmm. I mean, shockingly, because they're going to have to go poach. They're not going to have to, but I think they will go poach a sitting head coach, and I know everybody says Dan Lanning, right? And Dan Lanning makes a lot of sense. There's a part of me, and we can get into potential replacements now. Let's do it. There is a part of me, because I think, I think to find who the potential replacement's going to be, you have to know what Alabama's looking for, and specifically, right? And we don't totally know that part. But I think they're going to want someone with championship pedigree already. I would think they're going to – because what did they do when they went and hired Nick Saban? He had the national title from LSU already, okay? I think they're going to go after someone at least first with a national title. Who does that put on the list? You've got Kirby, Kirby Smart, Smart and Dabo Sweeney. Dabo Sweeney. And I don't think this would happen because I don't think – I think the game has passed him by. Jimbo Fisher's on that list as a, as a coach with a – I don't think it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But I'm talking about if, if that's what you're looking for. If you're looking for a guy with a national championship, you've got Smart, Dabo, Jimbo. And you, out of the three. You've got Jim Harbaugh now. Yeah, but Harbaugh's staying at Michigan. Because or he's, he's going either, to the NFL. Yeah, he's yeah. either Michigan or NFL. But I'm just saying, the active guys with, with national championships. I mean, Orgeron's gone, so he, he's out of the, mm-hmm. the conversation – um, I think that's about all we're talking about in terms of recent national championship coaches that are active. Yeah, because see, you you would have to go back to before Saban won his first one in in yeah, because Notre Dame didn't get one. I'd have to look up the national champions by year, but those are the main guys, and two of those guys have Bama connections. Obviously, Dabo from Alabama. Mm-hmm. I mean, born and raised in. And he's an Alabama graduate. Yeah, and played at Alabama. And then you've got Kirby Smart, who got his start and his coaching career under – not his start, but he, he got to the where he's at in his coaching career uh, from being under Nick Saban. I wonder if Dabo, though, is looked at as somebody that's peaked. I, that's how I look at him. Because of his stint with Clemson, getting there and then dropping off and dropping off hard. He didn't slowly drop off. Like, he really dropped off to three, four losses quickly yeah. after going – undefeated winning titles with Trevor Lawrence. Uh, I don't know if that uh, a move like that is in Alabama's future because they have seen Dabo kind of like go off the ledge a bit. Not even just on the football field, but off the field. Yeah, he's gotten weird. 
he's gotten pretty weird about some of his stances on things. And listen, he's since 2019 when they um, when they lost the college football playoff to LSU. They have lot. They've had multiple losses in the last four seasons. Now, listen, multiple losses. We're talking two, three, and four. This is this was his worst year at nine and four since going back to 2010 when he was really struggling to get this thing going. So his fall off has been far from where their standard was. Has not been dramatic in the sense of you know other other. Guys. It hasn't been like a, a Jimbo Fisher fall off, for instance, but. That leaves, if you want to – I do think Dabo's a real candidate. I think two years ago, he's the no-brainer candidate. I think now, all of a sudden, a lot of other people are in the conversation. But if you're looking for a national championship, you're looking at Dabo or Kirby Smart, basically. That's, that's the list. So, I think you have to kind of expand that pool a little bit. A guy that – we mentioned Dan Lanning – Mm-hmm. The Oregon head coach, he's, grad assistant at Bama, he's when he first started, worked re- under Smart. Really, really young. He's 37 years old. So if you're Bama, you're like, okay, we pay this guy. And he'll be here forever. We can keep him forever, right? If you're Dan Lanning, though, and here's the other part of the equation with this job that you have to think about. Do you want to follow Nick Saban? Well, that's the question everybody has to answer. Yes, not because just Dan Lanning. Even yes. Kirby Smart and Dabo Sweeney. Absolutely. Like, you're living in Saban's shadow still. Yes. How do you get out of his shadow? By, oh, by, by getting above him in the all-time rankings list. Because the only way Saban got out of Bear Bryant's shadow... Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, that's kind of a little unfair because, you know, it wasn't like so back-to-back. Yeah, it wasn't a direct. Uh, yeah. But still, for, for him to become the best coach in Alabama history and the best coach in college football, he had to win national titles more than Bear Bryant. He had to do it with more ranked teams. He did that. He had to do it with more overall wins in a short amount of time. Well, he did that. Here's why I think Kirby might be on the table. It's kind of because of what you talked about there. His record against Nick Saban wasn't good. I think he was 1-4 all time against Saban. Not good, okay? Saban had his number. Now that Saban's retired, he can't go prove that he's a better coach than Saban by beating him out on the field. What is a way, like you said, what's a way he can prove that he's just as good as Saban? By going back to Alabama and taking what Saban did. I don't even know if there is a next level to what Saban did. That seems about the top of the mountain there. But if he can at least continue what Saban did, continue bringing national championships to Bama, that may be playing around in Kirby Smart's head a little bit. So that's why I don't rule Kirby Smart out. I don't know. Listen, I know Georgia's an incredible job. I don't know that Alabama's that much different of a job than Georgia in terms of quality. Like that, That's where I sit. And I also, I also think similar. about this, too. How quickly do you have to win at Bama – in order to not have the pitchforks and the torches waiting for you at the gates. Oh, you have to win immediately. That's why but I wouldn't want the job right now. what does immediately look like if you bring in a guy like Dan Lanning, if you bring in a guy, say, like Kalen DeBoer, or, you know, one name that I really think people should be tossing around a little bit is Lane Kiffin. Oh, they should definitely be tossing around Lane Kiffin. He, to me, is in the Dan Lanning category, but he's actually had a longer and better track record. And here's the thing about Kiffin. Nobody recruit. I mean, you see, you see Ole Miss's recruiting class this year, their transfer class. Lane Kiffin has embraced the new model of what college football is. Mm-hmm. He's excelling in that model. And here's the real kicker with Lane Kiffin: Alabama is a significantly better job than Ole Miss. 
I don't know that it's a significantly better job than Georgia. I think they're about the same. And you could maybe make the argument that Georgia has a little bit more in-state talent if you want to do a tiebreaker. Bama is a better job than Ole Miss. Way better job. I know Ole Miss like, has resources and all that. Nobody has more resources than Alabama. And Lane Kiffin knows how to work social media in a way to yes. keep it a little loose and sarcastic and fire back at people without it actually hindering how he does his business. So that's the biggest thing that I am looking for with Lane Kiffin is he's a dramatic departure personality-wise from Nick Saban. We saw that when they coached together at mm-hmm. Alabama, and we've seen that when they've played against each other. Now I do think they – Which could either be really, really good right. or really, really bad. Do you want a – uh, and listen, I'd rather have Lane Kiffin's version of being quirky than Dabo Sweeney's for sure. Like, no question. 100%. Asked. I don't care about the national titles. They're Dabo. I would much rather have Lane Kiffin in that situation. But the guy that y- you have to be okay and understand that, hey, this is going to be a really different guy. Now, if you go like a Kirby Smart, Kirby Smart's personality, reasonably similar. They're different guys, but pretty reserved. Not going to go out of pocket a lot. Like, there's guys that have similar enough personalities if that's what you want at Bama but I almost wonder if the stoic nature of Saban ever became a point of frustration for uh, boosters for media that are like we would just like a little bit more from you because those guys those types of people probably not for fans but for for media and boosters that like access that like getting to know the head coach and I've heard that he's great with boosters, so he pr- the personality we see from Saban isn't the same guy that they well, see. Well, he's, he's kind of got the Belichick personality, right? Yes. When he gets to, at the podium, he's not giving he you a lot. He just shuts it down. He, yeah. he, he kind of seems like he could be like an old grumpy man. Yeah, sort but, of surly. But at the same time, like if you, you, if hear you the peel stories. him back and you get a story, yeah. uh, it, it's a good story. And it's, people, it's real, like the story he shared one time at the podium, and here's a, the Nebraska tie, uh-huh. when he – First left, well, when he left the NFL again and came back to college and coached at Michigan State, his first game was against Nebraska. Yeah, he was the Browns' D.C., and then he came back to Michigan State. They lost 56-14 to against T.O.'s team, and when they went to go shake hands, T.O. and, and, and Saban, Saban's like, man, we're never going to win a game. Like, <laughs> if this is how good college football is, and, yeah. and I must have forgotten about that. We're never going to win. And T.O. said, you're not as bad as you think you are. Now, was that T.O. saying, hey, my team's really dang good? Or was that saying, no, Saban, you're a really good coach. Just just hang on there. Probably a little bit of both. Yeah. I mean, I think I think T.O. knew because that was in 95. I think T.O. knew what kind of team he had. But also those are the stories yes. that you don't get unless you peel them back a little bit. Yeah. And Saban's willing to share those things or was willing to. Later on in his career, I don't know um, like how much he was because Alabama wasn't winning national titles mm-hmm. in the past, like we'll just call it ten years, like he was in his first ten years at Bama. <laughs> right. I so mean, like he ma- he might have dialed back a little bit, but all in all, like Nick Saban, I, I think had a-, a-, a good enough personality to suffice because he won so much at Bama. Well, I also think so. The thing that you hear about with Belichick a lot is that when the cameras are off, when the microphones are turned off, he's a totally different dude. And you see it every once in a while, these glimpses of either Belichick or Saban, where you get something and you're like, oh, that was kind of funny. Like, oh, that was, that was pretty... It dr- it's dry humor. Yeah, you're like, oh, that's pretty witty. And from what I understand, he's very much the same way as Belichick in that 
you know, when you turn the cameras off, when he's around people, he's very personable and stuff like that. But the 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 difference between a and I I do think you probably do need a different type of guy now, a guy that's a little bit more outwardly personable because a lot of that job and I, I've said this at Texas before a lot of the Texas job is basically like you're running for governor like it's a lot of politicking and like kissing babies and shaking hands and and fundraising and and things like that right it's not that much different than running for office if you're in one of these like especially southern state high profile jobs that's why Mac Brown was so good at Texas because he was great at the kissing babies part right it's it's like a recruiting skill set, but then you have to apply it to adults, too, because you constantly have to be recruiting the support from your fan base so that you don't get fired the first time you lose a game. Saban, I think, was better at that behind closed doors than he was out in front of the microphone, but a guy like Lane Kiffin, who's a little sarcastic, um, kind of goofy, willing to poke fun at himself. Embraces the media. Em- but embraces the new media, social media. I mean, media. shoot, he... he- before games, he would hop on with the college game day guys. Oh, yeah. And, uh, like, sit on the field or stand on the field and have one-on-one conversations with Reese Davis, Pat McAfee, Kirk Herbstreet, all those guys, as if he didn't have a game to prepare yeah, for. Yeah, like he was an analyst. Um, he, I mean, his dog has a Twitter account. There was, honestly, one of the funniest things I've seen from Lane Kiffin, uh, he <laughs> posted, I think one of his daughters posted a TikTok mm-hmm. of them at Thanksgiving and they were like going around the table and like playing the music and putting a caption over them about why they were getting up fed up from the table and then it pans to his girlfriend who is much younger than he is i think it's his girlfriend still is much younger than he is and they the caption for her was thinks or thinks she's another one of the daughters and she like gets up from the table throws her napkin down like the guy gets it he's willing to poke fun at himself he's he will he's willing to embrace social media and all those types of things like to me that is not as important as the football part, but it does matter when you're making one of these decisions in college football. Now, when we look at the NFL and who's going to replace Belichick and that kind of thing, um, it's a much different conversation, you know. But there are – I want to make sure we got to my whole list here. We mentioned Lanning. We mentioned Smart. We mentioned Dabo. You mentioned DeBoer, who if you're going for an outside of the Alabama family hire mm-hmm. – that's really interesting. Yeah, I just don't know how much DeBoer fits in the South. I don't either. But if you're just looking for a really great football coach. Yeah, he's, he's very Saban-like in the yeah. way he evaluates and game plans. To be fair, though, I don't know. I mean, I don't, he didn't really have a West Coast connection either before he went to Fresno. No, but it's still North. Um, like, it, it, the Northern Territories are kind of where he <laughs> lives. <laughs> um, I have heard that his daughter's in high school in Seattle, so he's not necessarily, like, super – eager to move at this point um, and why so, would you be I mean you just made it to the college football playoff back to back years in the college football playoff championship this an- year another guy that I think we need to keep an eye on is Mike Norvell 100% couldn't agree more because he's done it he did a terrific job at Memphis he did a terrific job at Florida State and he understands how to build in the SEC because that's how he built at Florida State is he started with the lines because and you know what? The lines at Florida State before he got there were atrocious for years. That's, what, that's why Jimbo Fisher started falling off. That's why Willie Taggart failed. That's the first thing Mike Norvell did, and he knew it wasn't going to show up on the field at first. And so he took some lumps his first couple years. That's how you have to build in the SEC, too. 
and Norvell understands that. Norvell's one of the – he kind of flies under the radar a little bit uh, in this group of coaches, but that dude's a phenomenal football coach. The ACC's in shambles too. Yeah. And, and the way FSU was treated this year, you know that just didn't have an effect on the players. Oh, absolutely. Mike Norvell, it's the like, easiest. He, he had to show face and say, you know what, we had a really great season, blah, 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 X, Y, and Z. But you know behind closed doors he was punching – Oh, he's just drywall. Yeah, and he was probably yeah, and and it's the easiest. He's the easiest recruiting pitch, right? Because you could just go to him and say that never would have happened to mm-hmm. Bama now because the, it didn't. This year, you could show it. This year, right. it didn't happen to right. Bama. Like mm-hmm. you can go and say, hey, you do that at Bama, you never have to deal with that. Yeah, again. I don't think he'll be difficult to pull away from Florida State. But what you have to remember is there is a buyout with Norvell yes. that has to be paid. Is Bama willing to pay that? More than likely, yes, you if they're if they're getting yeah. the coach that they want for their future. Uh, but let's not forget too that Norvell and the way he recruits is an absolute machine. He certainly is. And you know, there's another name that people keep throwing out there. That Please don't say it. Don't think, say no, it. Listen, things would have to go Bobby. completely off the rails for yep. that to happen. If you say it, I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I'll wait till next segment. To All say right, it. coming up next on Herd Out Sports Radio.